Welcome to Modern Morality. My name is Mikey, and I'm joined here by John. Hello, everyone. And Johnny. Hello. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome back to Modern Morality. So, uh, so Johnny, what are we talking about today? Well, last episode, we spent a good bit of time trying to define some of the, 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 the words that we use around this, morality and integrity and ethics. And uh, I've been giving that some thought. What do you do when you get those definitions? What do you do with them? How do you apply them? And how do you know when you've been effective at applying them? How do you know when you've given back to society based on practicing these morals? So, so yeah, I think I think our last episode was talking more, kind of giving us some examples of morality, but they were a lot of spontaneous scenarios. But yeah, there is something that we could easily do. Um, I know that we we do especially, and that's do something for charity. How do we give back to other people? And I, I believe that a moral that we I think we all share is that we like to help people in need and that falls right back into charity so yeah it looks like we're talking about charity all right uh before we started the conversation uh you said there was three three things that you could do that was charitable let's let's know what they are yeah so i was i was always taught that there are three things that you can do to give back you can donate money which is, for those who have it, easy to, easy enough. You could share your time, or you can share your skills. And an example of that is simply, if you have the money to donate to a cause, then you can throw some money in a bucket for whatever cause that you believe in, and that money will hopefully go to be used to support whatever cause. Uh, as far as skills and times, one of the examples that um, we talked about in kind of our table discussion is... When it comes to time, if you're a part of any type of charitable organization, you yourself may not have the money to donate to the cause. However, you do or you can donate your time to go collect money. If that's, I mean, you see them out in the road all the time, the uh, Shriners. Those people, those Shriners may not be donating them, uh, donating money themselves, but they're out there spending hours at a time trying to collect money for the cause. Same thing with the Salvation Army. Uh, the other aspect of that is skills. Um, there's the Habitat for Humanity. They have people come together all the time to help build houses for those in need. Um, you may not have the money to donate to that cause, um, but you may have skills that could help benefit that team to build that house a little quicker or a little um, better. So how do you know which one of those to do? How do you know where to contribute, how to contribute, that you know that it's going to impact, or does it does it matter if it's going to make an impact or not? Or are you doing it for yourself? I'd like to add something about about the Shriners. I know from from experience that uh, Shriners don't just give their time. It, it's, most people who are in the Shrine know it's an expensive endeavor. Yeah, because they're 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 contributing too. They're not just out there uh, handing a, a bucket in people's faces. They're actually contributing money monetarily to it right and and it it's not one or the other you can multi you can donate either or either one or two of those things or if not all three if you have the money to give to a cause and you can also donate your time and skills then that's up to you if that's what you want to do let me ask you this do you have do you have 
any idea how how much uh, charitable work I've done or how much I contribute to charity? No, and that's another topic. So no, I, I do not know, John. I, 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 of all the years that I've known you, charity is not one of the conversations we've had. And there's a there's a reason for that because it's a personal and private thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, 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 I will clarify. I do give to charity. So it's not like I'm I'm trying to dodge that that question, but it's just to me it's it's personal and and I don't have a specific organization that I give to. Uh, uh, Mikey gave us the three ways you can contribute to charity, and I guess my biggest one is giving blood. Which I guess is my time. So, <laughs> so uh, how how better can you define giving of yourself? I, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even think about donating blood. Well, it, it, it's kind of funny that that uh, I mentioned that because now they actually the blood mobiles actually pay you. Yes, yes they do. They so do. so it's it, it's not as charitable as it used to be. I, I think that blood is actually worth more than twenty five dollars a pint, but. Uh, that's what they, they they pay you for your trouble. I think. Yeah, I, I love to give blood. That's one of the things I enjoy doing when right. I have the opportunity. So. Right, but like I say, I I I have depending on the time of the year and the need. Uh, December is crazy for people asking for money. Mm-hmm. You know, every every charity out there is trying to get get money for you know to end the the year so that they can set their budget for next year. And that and that's fine, but I have specific uh, specific things that I, I donate to. Yeah. So well, and- so I, you know, I've I've done some of these things John's talked about. I've done the shrine route. I've I, and you're right. It costs money. It costs time. It costs some of your skills as well, depending on what you do with the shriners. Marriages. It can it can cost <laughs> a marriage if you're not careful. That's true. Um, but yeah, I've, John, I'm curious though. How do you? Because I, I agree with you. It, Charity shouldn't be done to be advertised. It should be done for the right purpose. But how do you pick what's 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 worthy of your of your uh, investment? I guess the way I determine which which organizations I want to give to is I actually do my homework. I see which ones uh, have the most overhead. Uh, pick the ones that have the highest percentage of my dollar actually goes to to benefit the organization um i like to i like to know that you know at least 90 percent of what i what i give winds up at um the cause at the cause and that's that's just one of the things that i do um i have i have some specific ones that that i particularly like to to deal with um and there are very few people know that i give a dime to to anything well to uh, add on to the question of there is a vetting process to charities but how often do you donate to charities that have or that or the cause of a charity has personally affected you in some way versus to a cause that's just generally something that we should all contribute to or something in that manner i, I choose to pick charities that I'm more personally involved or have experience with. Um, not necessarily that I've benefited from or new people have benefited from, but that I have actually worked side by side with in some way. And because of, because I've seen so many cases where they more than 90% doesn't reach 
where it needs to go. Um, I actually had a case in, uh, involved in work again. Sorry, Mikey, getting back to the business world. But, but um, I worked at a, at a place one time where the, the site manager wanted 100% involvement of all the people in the organization there to contribute to a certain – it wasn't a direct charity. It was, it was an organization that, that, that funds money to multiple charities, and you're letting them do the research or the – I know, I know, I know the, which one it was. Yeah, I'm trying not, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to hold anybody conspicuous on this, but um, I was the holdout. I kept the organization from being 100 percent because I wanted to give my charity to um, more directly and less through a through a clearinghouse of some kind. Um, can we talk about possibly your your mother and some of the things that you've done? Yeah, well, um, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Mikey. I was kind of dancing around that one. Yeah. That was the reason I didn't want to go with that particular route is because uh, my mom had cancer, uh, lost her when I was six years old, and um, she was denied help from some of those organizations, and uh, that just didn't set too well with me for the rest of my life. So I've chose other charities. Some of them are cancer, but uh, some that are not. In, that influenced your morality. That's exactly where I was about to go. Well, it, it influenced my behavior for sure. <laughs> Um, I, I think it didn't keep me from giving to charity, so I don't know that it influenced my morality, but it, but it definitely influenced the behavior and the choices of where I chose to. Well, I actually think it did. It may not have changed your morality, but it did change your integrity to uphold your morality. So if it wasn't for that situation with your mom, you may not have had as strong of integrity to go against the grain and go to a charity that you know that so much is going to the actual cause. Well, I, I, I'm kind of like John Touchstone. I want to I want to know that whether it's my time or my money or my skills, that they're going somewhere that they're going to be utilized and they're not done in vain. Um, whereas I think a lot of people lean on those clearinghouses, so to speak, to just so that give them a personal feel good. I did something. They don't know if that was ever beneficial or not, but they know they did something that made them feel good. Well, the other benefit, it may there may be some type of um, emotional benefit for doing that, but typically a lot of these charities that are clearing houses have some form of tax write off on them as well. So they're getting a kickback regardless if it's financial or if it is emotional. So there, there's that in influence in their decision as well. So. Well, I'll also say that over the years, organizations change. Their management changes. Their their the way they distribute contributions change. Um, many years ago, I was involved with an organization that I spent a lot of time and a lot of money supporting, and because their what my concept of their morality changed so much that I don't support them at all anymore. Their morality or their ethics? Both. Both. Yeah, I think I know which organization that is. Yeah. You spent a lot of time with that. I spent a lot of time with it, and, and I actually enjoyed it. It wasn't like it was a, a, a laborious. It was a labor of love, I guess you could say. Uh, but it just, just things have just changed. Do, so, you, do you feel like you've been cheated out of all that, or do you feel like it's just no longer the place to do that with that what you did actually benefited? Uh, 
I feel that I've been cheated. I also feel that the the participants in this organization have been thoroughly cheated. Um, and just going back to touch on on uh, societal morality versus individual morality, I think that the morals within this organization change dramatically, and they do not fit my morals. Interesting. So do you abandon them, or do you try to change them? At the level it changed, um, there's no way to, to, for an individual to have made any difference. What about if thousands of individuals did? As long as it goes up the chain as, as far as, and, and you get into politics when you start talking about, about trying to change something like this. And without getting into politics, there's no, there's no way. So one of the things that I'm going to try to keep doing as far as uh, our episodes go is give an actual direct message to the listeners. And in this case, I kind of want to issue a warning to both charitable organizations and those who donate time, money, uh, skills to a charity. Um, We've hit around it a lot that some charities do not give 100% of your contribution to whatever cause because they do have processing fees or utility fees or whatever that they have to have in order to keep the organization going. But they don't have to make millionaires off the administrators. Right, 100%. So um, my warning to charitable organizations is if you're fighting for a cause, ensure that you're fighting for the cause, not not to fulfill any po- uh, fill your own pocket. And what I mean by that is there are several organizations who put on, let's say they're doing a, um, uh, a plate where you, have, you can buy a lunch plate and it's so much of the money is going to go to a children's hospital. Um, make sure that that percentage goes to the children's hospital. If that's what your cause is, that's what people are putting their money towards or their time or, or their skills. And if you are not fulfilling your duty on what you're telling them or if you're not being honest at what their money's going to, then... Well, then you're not being honest and you're if cheating. That money, if, that don't, if that money doesn't go where the con- contributors think it is, you've been unethical and immoral. Right. And you're cheating people of their ability to go take that money to somewhere that will support their cause and, and so on. And the warning to the listeners is, like John said, do your homework. There are charities out there who are not as moral as others, and all it takes is a little bit of time and a little bit of research for you to make a well-educated decision on how to donate. Yeah, we, we've talked about the clearinghouses and the big companies and the big charities, but, you know, the same thing goes on a, on a smaller scale. You know, how do you know um, these people on the street, who to help, who not to help? Uh, I know my wife and I have had lots of discussions about that, and it's interesting where um, you want to help them Give them money and they smile for a minute. And you walk off feeling good about yourself. Ask them if you can take them in the store and shop for them, and they tell you no. Um, that's a that's very telling, in, in my opinion, as to what their intent is. Yeah. Well, I can actually give an example of this. We um, we recently had a, a good friend of ours lose everything he owned in a uh, in a house fire. Um, he lost everything, every bit of clothing. He lost his pet. Um, and w- and this happened during Christmas time, and within what one day, we had a huge community come together and donate 
money and time to help this guy out. And it was just this one individual had already made such an impact on the community that it re- it was reciproca- reciprocated back to him when he was in need. And um, it, it was a very interesting thing to see as far as charity goes because it was such an isolated case. Um, but I do believe that there are still some moral people out there who are willing to give to a good cause. I think there are a lot of moral people out there. I think there's a lot of very generous people out there. The problem is we live in a world where they don't know where to practice that. Right. They don't they don't know where it's safe to practice that. I will I will give one word of caution uh to add to what Mikey was saying. Yeah, you you might you might hope that in your time of need that your your charitable contributions will come back to to benefit you but don't count on that no if if you're counting on that you're not doing it for the right reason right right. charity is that's the point i was trying to make charity is not an insurance policy by any means you're not putting in it to hope to get out of it um charity is supposed to be a moral avenue for you to uh, do the right thing according to you so um but yeah in this case it was this guy he had made such an impact that people felt comfortable donating thousands of dollars and so. that's that's why i like to be very selective and right and give to either people or organizations that i know and i've rolled my sleeves up with so. right well uh, another example and this is going to kind of tie into <clears throat> choosing a, a charity is there was a local organization uh i know that johnny and i personally have um influence and i believe john has donated in some form or fashion with i'm not entirely sure no nope, i take that back he i know he has i know he has he bought a plate <laughs> but um yeah so this organization I buy, plate, I buy plates every time they're offered to me. oh yeah <laughs> so um yeah this charitable organization what their main goal was every year was to donate money for a christmas program and what they would do is they would take kids or families who may not have had christmas gifts if it wasn't for us uh, coming together, collecting, uh, raising money, doing fundraisers, and help them afford the gifts. And uh, what we would do is each year, they would have applications sent out to families in need. They would be heavily vetted to uh, to ensure that the system wasn't being abused in any way. And then uh, they would donate hundreds of dollars per kid. And this organization, local organization, would um, donate thousands of dollars every year to 17-plus kids um, every year. And it was incredible. And it was very fulfilling personally for me to, to see these kids being have positive role models in their lives because they, ex- they were alongside these guys um, during the party or the uh, ceremony, whatever you want to call it. But also the, the men who've worked all year – that was their reward. Their reward wasn't financial. It wasn't public praise. It was just seeing how their contribution of time, skills, labor, whatever, um, how that directly impacted a family. Well, you mentioned how they worked all year. This is the reason I think it's very important to know, to roll your sleeves up and be side by side. Those people that work on that, they had to put processes and systems in place because 
to keep, unfortunately, these kids that you're talking about being the beneficiaries of this from their parents from cheating the system. And that's, unfortunately, the, the, uh, the world we live in today. For example, that, that organization, Mikey, they, they, um, a lot of the gifts that were bought by that organization, we had to make sure there was no way they could return them to the retailer and just take the money and spend it. Yeah. That's a sad, a sad uh, commentary on ethics and morals. It right. is. Well, but the question of morality in that situation is do you stop doing it in fear of the parents or do you do it with those processes in order to fulfill the kids no pro- no process is 100 percent. Right. no process is 100 percent. but you can certainly work toward you can certainly try to select the ones that are, have a higher percentage right so um but yeah this has been an interesting conversation so far so so you know we've talked about how um the application of charity. We've talked about some good stories, bad stories. We've talked about being selective. But we really haven't tied this to what makes one's behavior that of wanting to contribute to charity. How do you, is this a learned behavior? Or is this a, is this a inherent need that you, you're born with? Yeah. And I think that goes back to kind of our idea of morality or the definition of morality. Um, and we are going to have another episode specifically on if morality is learned, if it's instinct, and so on. But in this case, yeah, I, believe, I have thoughts on that, but I'll hold them for today. Um, in this case, I think charity is a learned behavior. Um, a lot of people have to be introduced to the idea of charity before they understand how, it, it, if it is a good or moral thing for them to do. Um, my little story about this, and I keep going to my, my grandfather. My papa used to uh, own this really ni- uh, really big sheetrock and painting company out, out toward Atlanta. And he worked 30-plus years building his business. Um, but he was never one to flaunt his money or his wealth in any way. Well, there was one situation where he, we were down in Atlanta with him working, and um, we went to McDonald's, and outside of this McDonald's, there was this, uh, this man. He, he obviously had uh, hit rough times. Um, he was begging for food. Um, he didn't want any money. He just wanted a meal. So um, my grandfather left my brother and my cousin with my grandmother, and we stayed with her for a little bit. And he sat outside and sat with the man, not standing above him. He sat down with this man and talked to him, learned his story. And um, Papa grabbed him by the hand, raised him up, went inside, paid for a meal. And then he made sure that this guy had a sleeping bla- a bag, a blanket, whatever this guy could need um, to be comfortable in his situation. And um, this was a situation, I mean, honestly, this is something that he didn't have to do. He could have ignored him like the thousand, pe- uh, thousand of people who had already ignored him. But Papa took it upon himself to stand by his morals and... He knew that if he was ever in a position like that, all he would want is someone to help. And my grandfather was a prideful man, <laughs> but he knew when he hit rock bottom, he knew that he needed that help to help him get back up. And um, he that act, I was six or seven at the time, that act has always lived with me. Um, I can't stand to see someone on the street now. It tears me up. And I do everything that I can to donate or to provide for charity because of that one action of my grandfather. Is, is that because you 
want to emulate your grandfather, or is it because you saw what your grandfather was accomplishing at that early age and wanted to to do the same thing? So my morality was, yeah, this is an interesting question. Uh, morality, some of it is a learned behavior, I, I truly believe. I was raised by my grandfather and his morals, and it's not so much that I want to be Papa, but he always taught me to leave a place better than I found it. And I'm going to treat that. I'm going to use that same lesson to apply to his his morals. I don't want to be Papa. I want to be better than him. I want to be more moral than he was. I want to leave. Um, I want to be more impactful. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything for the right reasons. Always. I want to make sure that I help people not for my own gain, but because it's the right thing to do. Um, so, no, I don't think it's emulating him more of he he raised me to, to I guess it is emulating him in a way, isn't it? That, that's a hard situation. There's a, there's a, that, yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah, but if you're emulating someone who is truly moral, then I think it's okay to emulate him, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean... Gets down to your definitions. I mean, we're still on definitions, right? Absolutely. And and the fact that you had uh, someone like that and, you know, that you could look up to and you could emulate uh, is, is, is a blessing because a lot of people out there don't have that. Uh, and, and once again, we'll go back to, to societal ethics. Um, people t- now just do not have... Uh, people they can look up to, uh, they don't. They don't. They don't. Well, let's put it this way: I think that people share the morals of the people that they're surrounded by. So the more, more. I think we hit on that on one of our earlier. Yeah, episodes. the more morality that you're exposed to, the more morality you will have. Yeah. I think you're right, though, John. I think the uh, society itself is is in a bad state, in my opinion, these days. Um, I tend to, there's one thing about where I put my money as far as charity goes. There's another about where I put my time. And I tend to gravitate toward helping the youth organizations for all those people that don't have the grandpas that Mikey had that can give them an example. They need to get an example somewhere. And that's not happening as much as I remember it happening as a younger person. This this, this may may be more political than we want to get into, but today there are... Uh, because of various situations and circumstance, uh, children that are are being raised in environments where the only influence they have is on the street. Yeah. And that is not the best place to, to pick up morals, ethics, integrity, or any of those things. No. Um, and as an educator, um, as a male educator at that, there's a lot of young young boys who who gravitate toward me because they don't they may not have that strong male leadership in their in their household and they feel like they're getting a lot of good advice from. Well, that's something I might have to question. Strong male. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, they um, they gravitate towards pain. me, and it's not that they don't trust their uh, their mothers or their guardians um, with, with their advice. It's just. There's something about that bond um, that I have an opportunity now to really 
help, or I don't say help, I can pass on the morals that my grandfather passed on to me. You have the opportunity to mold people. Well, and I, I don't, and that's the thing though, I'm not going into education to completely shape someone's morality. That, that's not my job, that's the parent's job. But in situ- I think everyone has that opportunity. Mikey just happens to work in a profession where his scope is larger. Right. I, I agree, and he has he has access and and connection with, with more children. And I have to be very careful here because if parents listen to the podcast, I don't want them thinking that I'm brainwashing their children. It's not that at all. Um, it's more of when situations occur, um, a kid punches another kid, they, they're throwing or they're spitting spitballs or whatever, I have the opportunity not just to immediately write them up or punish them by making the lapse or whatever. It's more of, you know, think about what you did. Go back to the golden rule. Do you want this to, would you like that person to do this onto you? And if not, stop doing it. It's that simple. Well, that's, and, that's what they that's what they used to do to me in elementary school, but it always ended up in a pattern. Yeah, but <laughs> pulling this back. <laughs> yeah, I got my share too. Yeah, pulling, come, uh, but coming back to charity is these kids, when given the opportunity to give, they are almost instinctively willing to give anything. But they don't understand. They don't understand limits. They think they can easily give a million dollars to a cause, and they have the heart to do it. They just don't have the resources. So, um, back well, to, to to tie a few things together for our listeners before we wrap up. Um, going back to our first episode, we talked about had morals changed or had the times changed. Uh, I still maintain that morals haven't changed, but I think the uh, the definition of those morals and the education of those morals throughout our society has definitely changed. Right. And that's why we're talking today about the need for more mentorship. Um, I'd also like to point out to the listeners that we have so much ground we can cover with this podcast. And uh, teaching is an example. We hope to have on future episodes guest speakers from all different walks of life. All different professions and walks of life you won't always be listening to the three of us we we have plans on on broadening out and getting some different perspectives yeah we 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 definitely don't want to warp people's minds so (laughs) (laughs) you you can look forward to different views yep yeah it would it would be slanted if it was all the time us talking Uh, i'd like to get educators that were that were um earlier education earlier in the in in my life, anyway, I've got some stories of my elementary days. Yeah, retired teachers. And teachers and principals don't have the latitude today that they had back then. We've also got some um, some people lined up to talk to us from a, a law enforcement mm-hmm. that can tell us how things have changed on the on the other end when these kids have grown up and what that's doing to our to our society and our culture. Um, we've got a lot of plans for the listeners, yeah. so I just I just wanted to throw that little wet their appetite with that little bit of t- that little bit of information. Well, uh, one more final thing before we close. Um, we love feedback, so please, if there's any way that you can contact us, you can contact us on any uh, of the podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeart, uh, Google, and um, Apple. But you can also go to modernmoralitymedia.com. Please leave any feedback. Uh, if it's topic ideas, things you want us to uh, talk about, um, questions that you may have, um, any bit of feedback is great. We're if, still a new podcast. We're trying to improve. If you want to be a guest speaker. Yes, please. Please. Yes. And yeah. And that's pretty much it. So uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we hope that you have a wonderful day. 
Thank you for listening to Modern Morality. Please visit our website at modernmoralitymedia.com and leave us some feedback about the show. We look forward to exploring more with you. Until next time.